Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where I'm joined, as always, with the Commander Clash crew, starting with the Grixis multi-format master, Krim. How's it going, Krim? It goes well. Uh, you know, just currently looking at, every, like, as we film this, there's spoilers uh, just pouring in for Kamigawa. Put the phone away, Krim! It's so <laughs> Put cool! it away! This Kamigawa Don't set is amazing! Away. Okay, so yeah, I'm, the I'm just No one knows if we record this. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, now right. they I know mean, exactly. We're in a time bubble. <laughs> yes. Uh, we no, have to but, talk about negative things today <laughs> i'm excited uh you know it, it feels good just to be excited in the world of magic <laughs> yes generically excited perfect yes, generically all right. <laughs> all right next up we got the i guess the multi-format panharmonicon <laughs> all-star uh seth better known than saffron olive how's it going seth not too bad how are you tomer doing well doing well and then i'm joined by the site owner and person who's telling you that Secret Rendezvous is a multi-format staple, it's Richard. Okay, it is definitely not a multi-format staple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that's for stats. Stats play Secret Rendezvous against the odds, please. In modern, I'll In modern, you're going to lose the game if you cast that card. <laughs> like, you will you actually just lose the game if you cast that card. <laughs> All right, and then finally, hello. Uh, I'm the person who keeps trying to make Cauldra happen in Commander. Uh, my name's Domer, and uh, together we are the Commander Clash crew, or something like that. I don't know, maybe like a Voltron thingy. Uh. Um, we're working on that. We're working on the new intro, all right? <laughs> we're supposed uh, to do today's... JoJo poses, dude. Like, you know, the really JoJo absurd... poses? Yeah, like, like you know how they all like do really hardcore poses that make no sense posture-wise? Yes. But that's the way they pose, so... And we are the Commander Clash crew. It's like, dude, how's your back bending that way? Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, maybe we'll figure out a pose for, for that thing. Or maybe like a Ginyu Force thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I would Dragon just Ball love to see fans. Seth do any any of those poses, really. Yeah. <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. Like and subscribe if you uh, want to see Seth do a Ginyu pose with us. I don't even know what that is. Case special. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's the best Done. part. We just say the name yeah. and see what Seth interprets. It just have him do it. <laughs> All right. So today, what we're going to be talking about is uh, a spicy topic. Usually, we we focus on internet friendly stuff like tier lists and and uh, hot topics like is cartographers hawk a oh, good wait. card? Different hot topic. Okay. Yes, yes. So the, <laughs> the, 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 the spicy ones would make the community all riled up. Uh, this time we're going to be talking about whether or not the commander format is getting faster and is it getting too fast? Um, so, so we're not, we didn't scour the internet for all the data points out there, you know, like look at every single content creators games and figure out if they've been slowing down, but we have a, a pretty large data point and it's more relevant to us personally. And that's the commander clash data point. We, uh, well, we, as in Richard, uh, went back and, and found out, uh, when the uh, average turn ended or when when the game ended uh for every single season because we've been doing this for 11 seasons six years of commander clash so a lot of games that we've all been playing together with like a semi-rotating cast um we want to find out are, are, are our games getting faster over the six years have our games gotten faster and we're just gonna get this out of the way first the answer is 
Yes. <laughs> uh, the answer is like definitively yes. Uh, if we look back, uh, starting with season two, um, the average turn length in 2016 for us was 13.9 turns, which is pretty long. That's kind of crazy. Uh, then season four, oh, 13.4. So it's full turn, right? So if everyone takes a turn, that counts as one. Right. So mm. it's turn cycles that we're counting because, you know, 14 does sound very large. <laughs> so, you know, you, you could theoretically have made 14 land drops uh, if you played a land every turn. So that, that Crim still had Crim still had to know what you mean. What I guess that? Crim wasn't there at that point, but if he was. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so, yeah, that's, I guess, an important clarification, because, like, if if it was somebody went first, that would be their turn 14. They could end the game before. You know, everybody else had their turn 14, so that wouldn't be counted, you know. So you could, we might shave off uh, a turn or something on average. Um, but yeah, you could see a slope turn uh, season 12, 13.9, season uh, 4, 13.4, season 6, 12.8, season 8, 12.1, season 9, 11.8, season 10, 11, and season 11. 11 so you can very like we'll have we'll have a graph in uh available like on if you go to the website on the article you'll see uh we'll post a graph there you can see like a very specific downward slope that started at 14 and has now gone into an average of 11 so the, the question is 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 our playgroup getting faster the definitive answer is yes it, it is getting faster for our particular playgroup. That's not necessarily going to be the same for, for everybody's playgroup, but we do have a lot of games, and we've been playing for six years, so we can clearly say that this is an occurrence that, that we've been seeing. And a lot of people have been saying the exact same thing, right? Like, that is uh, the common discourse online, that uh, the format is getting faster. And, and having some data to actually point to is really important. And here we go. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so my question first to the group is: Did you were you shocked by this prediction or, or by by this data entry that it, it got faster by uh, essentially like three turns, two turns? I mean, no. When when every creature, every threat does fifteen things just upon cast, not countering what it does when it hits the board. Uh, like it, the game, the threats have gotten better. Everything's gotten better, right? So naturally the games would end faster like so many things snowball now uh things aren't like incremental card advantage over time they're just like if you don't deal with this right now you're dead yeah i i wasn't surprised either like i it feels like the games are getting faster and i think it also lines up with like uh how commander clash has evolved sort of because in the early seasons we had some like really strict budgets sometimes which maybe slowed down the games and we've had less budgets recently i think we've also maybe gotten better at building decks i know when i started and i think richard as well when we first started playing commander clash we had never really played commander before and now we've been doing it for six years and you learn about uh, a lot about you know card optimization and which cards are good and aren't good so i think that's probably part of it too is just us improving as commander deck builders and players over the course of that time so <laughs> i think it's yeah <laughs> so back when we first played commander i was like the most hardcore spike ever you know like <laughs> meta meta master you know in standard i can't even do combat math in season 11 now so my actual <laughs> magic playing skills have like gone off the rails but the yeah exactly right but the deck building has gotten better but mm. so I, I actually collected all this data by watching the games 
right? By watching the games, I like fast forward to the end to see what turn it was. And what struck me was, so the, the data shows like every year we get like half a turn faster, right? Or 0.6 or something like that. It's pretty consistent across all the different band lists, across the different cast members. Uh, you know, some of these seasons had Jen on, had Tom on, had a guest season where we just had like random people. Uh, and then also the new cards that come in. But the most striking thing is when I watch the older games, we could not close out games. Like it would go down to two players <laughs> and those two players would play for like an additional 10 turns, right? And like all the games ended up in like a 1v1 people like top decking and trying to actually kill each other. Whereas by the time we got to the later seasons, like the game would end with multiple people at the table still, right? Like there'd be like one big mm. combat or one combo or something, game ends. Uh, but having turn 25, turn 30 and something like that in like season two was not uncommon. So that is an interesting part. There's no 1v1 aspect today, but back then it was a real thing. You had to 1v1 someone with your six, uh, you know, with your 100 card deck and like top deck and gain some incremental advantage. So the ability to close out games, I think, has changed dramatically. That's really interesting because one other thing that I wanted to point out for, for the viewers listening um, is that Commander Clash is not your average playgroup. Our main shtick is that we come up with gimmick decks every single week. We will have heavy theme restrictions, like we'll do an anime week where every single card is going to be a reference to an anime show or something like BoJack Horseman, for example. Um, yeah, anime. Uh, or we did like a video game week or we did like uh, extreme budget week or we did stuff like that where, where our card pool is severely restricted and, uh, you know... I think that that can that might contribute to the fact that uh, maybe we're restricted on our finishers. You know, like uh, if we need if we need like a a JoJo reference uh, for uh, to have a finisher, and we found like some obscure card that nobody plays, it's going to have a harder time to to close out the game. But like we've been doing that consistently throughout all the years. But still, that's it. Sounds Richard, you're you're saying that basically like we still. Close. We still have better ways to close out the games uh, more recently than when we started. And we're also, our decks are a lot jankier nowadays. So if we actually look back on the early seasons, like we, we had to go play all the quote unquote normal commanders. Like we had to play the Breas back then, you know, we, we had to play the Enchantress decks and like the real like hardcore Voltron decks and things like that. Because that was like the first time we experienced them. Nowadays, we're like equipping rocks and crap right but even then we're still closing the game out like two turns three turns faster because you know you have that toski or you have the are we dock side extortionist or whatever to like just make your your janky finishers actually close out the game whereas before we'd spend eight mana drawing a card or something untap tap eight mana draw a card play something maybe get some advantage so, yeah, we've somehow gotten jankier over time, but our decks have gotten a lot better because of the support cards. I, I mean, Richard, didn't we just come off a season where I, I've, I've been attacking people's clocks the most? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a you thing, Graham. <laughs> that's a Graham. Oh, that's that's not everyone is uh, going for that. I strategy. found a way to play even less. It's that if, if you've watched, seen The Office where Michael Scott is like, well, I ran a marathon, so I drank even less water and ate. <laughs> so I found a way to even have less wind conditions and troll harder. So, yeah. 
I really more optimizing it. I really don't think this is just us though either. Like when I heard we were doing this podcast topic, I went and looked at an EDH rack and I went back and found in the Wayback Machine the very first month that EDH rack was a thing back in 2017 and looked at the top 100 most played cards and it was pretty interesting to see like in the most played cards you had like Nicobolus Planeswalker, Rite of Replication, Prime Speaker, Zagana, and these are cards that were really expensive and kind of the the battle cruiser finishers of magic that were really heavily played and this was what five years ago 2017 roughly five years ago uh so it lines up about with the time frame of what we're talking about with commander clash those cards have went down in play a ton like if you look at any of those like a half of what they were played before 75 percent decrease on the other end, if you look at the cards that are seeing way more play, it's like Rampant Gross, it's Far Seeks. Those are cards that have like doubled in play in that same time frame. So I feel like uh, the entire format has just changed, in part because we keep getting more powerful cards, like Dockside and Arcane Signet and all those cards didn't exist, and in part because the theory is improving. Like people are realizing, like Rampant Growth has been around forever, but five years ago, people were playing Explosive Vegetation most of the time because they thought that was better than Rampant Growth. And now like the theory of Commander has changed. So everyone's playing the two mana ramp cells. I actually calculated the <clears throat> average mana value of the top 50 most played cards. And in 2017, it was 2.8, the 50 most played cards on EDH rec. Today it's 2.24. So that's a pretty big drop in that last five year period. So I think that plays into it like as well. So I, even though we're, I guess, talking about our experience on Commander Clash, I think this is mostly a format wide thing. Like this isn't just like we're some weird play group and everyone else is playing the same rate that they were five years ago. Oh, yeah. And that's why we selected this topic. Like, uh, this is a recurring conversation that the community has been having for a while now is that the format's getting faster. And that's why we picked it. We were, we were like, well, is it getting faster for us? Like, is this is this a, a phenomenon that we're uh, experiencing over on Commander Clash in our unique bubble? And the answer is resoundingly yes for us. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely a. Uh, uh, at least from what we're hearing from the people who are com who are are mentioning it, um, that <laughs> that it appears to be that, that the format is getting faster, and we do have data points like EDH Rec showing that yeah, if you're lowering the curve and everything, and your closers are getting more and more potent, uh, then it, it is, it's easy to deduce that it's getting faster for a lot of people, or and at least the people who are online. I mean, yeah, right. Like we well, we have there's multiple reasons for this, right? Uh, like example with so much data out there now like when when you when commander started i don't think there was an edh rec so it wasn't like i can just pull up uh, a list kind of base it off that i would just build the deck right but now like and it's like well edh rec has like card synergies for this deck these five new cards are just printed it's so easy to make an optimized version of the deck now so it's just like any format in magic to be honest with you like because magic as a whole like we kind of touched up on this on the the weekly podcast that we also do uh with Seth Richard and I right where magic as a whole has just been power crept so everything's gotten faster everything's a snowball threat so because of that it, that'll naturally bleed into commander right with modern horizons changing things so yeah so I actually didn't want to talk about uh, what you think the causes are for the increased speed. We we touched upon it. We talked about, Krim, uh, you just brought up EDH rec, the extra knowledge that we have that we just didn't have uh, before. And I can I can attest to that. I started in, in 2011. 
uh, when I was trying to get you know deck ideas and stuff, uh, we had a we had a site called Tapped Out. Uh, it still exists. It's still trucking along. But basically, like you would Google search like you know uh, Commander and then EDH, and then you would get a Google result of like a bunch of Tapped Out lists, um, which are just you know people's own lists, but. It didn't. It was not even close to what EDH Rec offers because EDH Rec doesn't doesn't let you just like look up a list. It can give you lists. Um, it has plenty of lists that you can look up. But when you type in a commander, it will be like you know these are the newest cards from the set that fit in this commander. These are the best cards or the most unique cards that this commander deck runs. These are the staples. These are the most card played cards. They can give you sample deck lists. They can give you everything. And you can even filter by like budgets or archetypes. Like if you want to do Atraxa, Super Friends versus Infect versus Energy, you can filter through that. Like the amount of data you have available is is way higher than what it was a decade ago when I started playing. I mean, I think that plays a role in it. I think, I mean, I think there's a, a ton of different factors that play some role in the format speeding up. You mentioned more data now, EDH rec, stuff like that. Um, I think Commander Theory improving, uh, more new players joining the format, having more, uh, we've seen this especially recently where there's not really tournament play. So if you're someone who has a bunch of these old cards, maybe a year, two years ago, you were going to a legacy tournament or a modern tournament, when now, maybe the only format you have to play these cards in is commander so you're making the jump to the commander format but i think really the biggest one is the cards like i think all those other things play into it but i think the number one thing by huge margin is wizard started printing a ton of cards for commander and to print cards that actually sell you got to make them good or else no one's going to care about them so i think that's the the biggest thing is arcane signets and dockside extortionists and uh, you know 10 years ago we got a commander precon set once a year then we got you know and now we have uh, commander precons every single set we have stuff like commander legends and most of the standard sets that they print are now premier sets they call them that have a ton of commander cards like smothering tithe and stuff that obviously isn't geared for you know 60 card standard play it's stuff that's geared for commander and they're showing up in standard sets too so i think the biggest reason is wizards like focusing on the format and printing tons of new cards like specifically for it i mean yeah, right? They've they've gone, like, this has kind of led to what the community has been asking for to where, like, hey, Magic, can you stop making stuff for a commander, right? And I don't know. I mean, the a, a lot a lot of stuff like this is just, it, it I, I like it. So, I mean, I've, I've, I like the efficiency of a lot of these cards. Uh, like, and the cards that Seth has mentioned, like Smothering Tithe and things like that, I, I know I enjoy these kind of cards because a while ago, right, it was hard to play Magic and Commander because almost everything was, like, worded one for one. Uh, it was hard, you had to, like, dig deep to find these good cards that were just, like, good for, against a whole pot of people. But now, almost everything is worded with each opponent. Or, 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 like, and, and I'm loving that. I'm loving that. So, in, in a, it... I know that Blood Artist was, like, target opponent, but if Blood Artist were printed now, which there are tons of new Blood Artist things, it says each opponent. And I have been enjoying the shift to this, so uh, the shift in power, it going faster, I've dug it. I mean, 
at the same time though like i remember five years ago we would joke about uh, any random like seven drop like haha it's like probably good in commander like before we really started playing the format and now when i see a random seven drop i'm not thinking oh that's probably good in commander i'm thinking that probably sucks in commander when i'm looking for cards that are good in commander i'm looking for like oh this thing like dockside extortionist oh this is two mana and it does something insane right away like uh, those are the kind of cards that i'm looking for so i feel like I don't know. Uh, I feel like it is definitely true that uh, like having cards for the format can be a good thing. I wouldn't want wizards to stop printing cards for commander all together, but I feel like the kind of cards that they print have, has also changed. Like they're not printing like, Hey, here's this expensive, you know, eight mana random dork, which is what we thought of as a commander card before. Now they're printing a lot of really cheap, like explosive snowball type stuff for the format, which also like ends up speeding it up. I think I side with Krim here. So there are obvious mistakes that Wizards has printed, like Dockside or like maybe Free Spell Cycle. We can get into those. But I think net overall, the format is more fun. And like it is faster, but it does not feel faster, right? Like effectively, the game ends at like maybe turn 10 or something. But back then, it took you literally like eight more turns to close it out. But now it like literally ends on that turn. Right. So I think like the I don't know what you call it in standard, like the the important turn, right? Like where the game like makes or breaks. Like maybe it's like slightly faster, like maybe half a turn faster or something, right? But I, I don't feel like like you can still play your garbage six drop, right? Because you played your rampant growth into your four mana ramp and then you played your six drop on turn five, right? Like people are saying like, oh, you can't play solemn because it's too slow. I'm like then you can't play any creature whatsoever, right? You're playing CDH, you got to hold up your mana to counter and no creature will make the cut, right? You're going to play a two-card combo to end the game, right? But I like I, I just don't buy does. it, right? I think you can play your salt. Like, you know, they play a six mana 10-10. That's still four, you know, four combat steps to kill you, right? You know, like it's still, it still feels the same speed to me. It just like actually finishes on time. Like it, it doesn't feel like I'm sitting here playing CDH all the time, right? But I have a question for you, Richard. Where are you playing these games? Are these games just strictly with us, or are you playing with other playgroups as well? Yeah, so I play randomly. <laughs> so, so I play randomly in the CDH channels, right? And people bring decks that are definitely not CDH, right? Like, they barely qualify for our level. And I also play randomly on Moto. But that might skew things, because people there might be spikier, Right. And then we also take a look at all of your submitted lists, right? We see the list that people submit to us, but again, they could be tailored to us because they know how we Very like big. to play, right? So, yeah. but you know, some people just give like, here's my random Brea deck or something, right? But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it's too fast. It's, it's, it's different from like standard where I think standard is like, oh, okay, these new card pool is like somehow ruining standard. Like the game has kind of changed. Whereas now I'm like, yes, there's some weird stuff like Dockside, but in general, it allows you to play a game and not sit there on eight mana doing nothing like every turn, like because you have no cards and your cards are ineffective, right? And it's like, it doesn't feel like you cannot, like, I think you could do very well playing a deck full of like six drops. You need to ramp into it, definitely, right? But you're not going to be like so outclassed at the table that people are like, what the heck? Right. Uh, you know, like, yes, yeah, so if someone, you know, mana crypts, dockside, soul ring, then you're at the wrong table. Right. But I don't know. I don't feel it's too, too fast. I'm 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 in a in a kind of 
I agree with Seth, but I also kind of agree with with Richard and Krim here, where I don't think it's too fast in curated playgroups. Um, because I, I I play with a, a lot of different playgroups. My my primary playgroup is Commander Clash slash the Stream, and and now the Quickies, and those are curated playgroups. These are playgroups that we all come in with with already an understanding of what we want to be doing. Uh, Commander Clash, we've played together so many times that we kind of understand these are these are the game experiences that we're looking for, and that's what it really boils down for. In Commander, is you want to ideally have a table sit down with all the same uh play expectations and th- that expectation being met right like if you're playing cdh you're playing high power you're playing mid power you're playing low power you ideally want to sit down at a table where you know the expectations for cdh or the expectations or whatever whatever power level is is kind of met and for commander clash it's super easy because we've jammed a billion games for the stream and for the quickies it's also super easy because these are all people who, you know, watch Commander Clash, watch the streams and everything. So they already know what, what decks to bring. I've, I've, I think the only time I've ever had a, a, a game where it was kind of like weird is somebody brought like a Corvold food deck and expecting, you know, food tribal to be a balancing act. And Corvold just like destroyed all of us because it's Corvold. Uh, but I have also played at LGSs. I have also played with random people on MTGO. And I'm going to tell you that those experiences aren't great for me. Like, uh, you, somebody will be like, you know, casual, put like a, say, this is a casual table and somebody's going to be showing up with like tutoring a gay's cradle and make making 15 mana on turn two. And it's like, well, did you have the board wipe or not? Like, uh, on, on turn three or whatever, like. It's not great. Like the expect the the variance there, the the odds of you getting a good game experience that you you try to your expectation being met is is a struggle. I think when when it's pickup games, when it's when it's when it's a a regular play group, it's great. But when it's pickup games, I feel like pickup games are suffering a lot right now. Uh, from my own experiences, at least, where like you go into a game and you're hoping to get X experience and. The, the variants of these high power cards, the Jessica's Will, the Dockside Extortionist, the Mana Crypts, the, all of that, the Fierce Guardianship and Deflecting Swat for free protection on your Sithis or whatever, like high must kill threat. It, it's so high that like if they have it, you're just not going to have a good game and you have to shuffle up again. And if they don't have it, then the game can continue, I guess. But like, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan Did of that. Did you have is, the power is, level talk? Did everyone be like, that, it's a seven, I, and then they cradled you on turn one. But power <laughs> level talk doesn't mean, like, the rule zero is incredibly ineffective in pickup groups. It's so bad in pickup groups. And it, rule zero is also just not very needed in regular in, in regular tables because you already figured it out. You know, like, you play a couple games, that's your rule zero. You figure out, oh, uh, maybe this deck was a little bit too strong. I'll bring my other deck now this time uh maybe you know looping cyclonic rift was obnoxious so i'll take out cyclonic rift or something you know but that's how you that's that is rule zero i have i have so many issues with rule zero and i think what it like what it does uh such a crutch I, I, I don't like I, – I think rule zero, I understand the reasoning behind it, but I – oh, man, I have a problem with it. But, yeah, like, so I I think the one thing about pickup games right now is, like, you just got to I, – I, like, we talk about expectations, right? As long as you're not entering a, a, a random pod with a CDH deck 
and uh, or like and you you know you should know right after a certain amount of games like if you're if it's your first game and you randomly show up with like i don't know a a nekusar wheels deck then sure okay whatever i you you've somehow managed to dodge all the info that that's not a great you know deck to enter with but uh, i'll give <laughs> you the benefit of the doubt uh but but then the, and then like if you're not entering with like that or a pre-con like then i think as long as your expectation like my expectations when i go into the game are simple like i don't care what you play uh usually most pods that i play that are pick up uh are going to just be for funsies right so i i don't think too much of it so i don't know maybe maybe it's just me and like what what my expectations are right and when i I, this is a little bit of more of like philosophies and ideologies within the game uh itself that you yourself bring to the game uh but like for me i don't uh, as long as long as i don't enter with a pre-con deck and i don't enter with a cdh deck i'm okay with everything in between so I, I th- and, and, and as long as I go in with that mentality, I'm never upset about anything. I've never had my expectations not be met. Uh, the, and like another thing here is if I'm entering with say Volo, Corvald, even if you're, if it's a casual level, uh, uh, Corvald, right? Just don't, don't be upset when people kill you. Right? Like I, I think the biggest thing that makes a table awkward at pickup games and all of this stuff is not the power level of things because the power level i think is all fine like within a table like whatever is in between pre-con and cdh i think every everything's fine there but if if i'm playing corval and then i'm like super salty that somebody has anti-food tech or anti-corval tech or 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 that go kill me first that then ruins the pot so like I, i don't know rule zero there's lots of things that make commander a little bit weird and i don't think it's the power level of like cards being printed directly into commander i think all of this is a net positive for the game so far so i don't know i i think random pickups i don't think they they should be suffering that much unless it's something that's been bred by rule zeros and things like that so is is this a money thing like the good cards are expensive right and everyone is playing expensive cards nowadays like is that what the issue is like why was this not an issue in 2017 when you could have mana crypt mana vaulted soul ring dark ritual whatever you know uh, what i mean like you could have done all this crap back then right so like why is it a discussion point today but not in 2017 i'm really glad you brought that up that way because that's something i've been waiting to say like one of my least favorite play patterns in commander and why i think soul ring should be banned is like those soul ring starts a soul ring into multiple mana rocks where someone just runs away with the game i feel like the difference is many of the new cards that chase new cards at Wizards Prince have that same play pattern where it's just like you could be playing a pre-con and drop literally the pre-con 99, the whole deck and drop a Dockside Extortionist and probably just go off and win the game because that single card just like puts you so far ahead. And Jessica's Will's like that. Jeweled Lotus is kind of like that. So I feel like we've gotten a ton of cards that are way more cards that create that same experience you were talking about the 2017 like soul ring into another mana rock i run away with the game let's shuffle up start again now we have like 20 new cards that also do something very very similar that are in a lot of people's decks i mean outside of dockside are there any other like main offenders like like what are the worst like i don't i mean feel i think like jewel lotus jewel lotus, lotus does that Jessica's smothering well. tithe with can do that jessica's will can do that just because, like, these are, like, very efficient cards at getting you more resources in bursts, right? Or, or a Smothering yeah. Tithe over time. It gets you resources. But I guess I don't think those cards are – like, I think Dockside is genuinely absurd and busted. Like, that is a big mistake. That card has been a mistake, and that's the only one that's a glaring mistake to me. I 
think everything else has been pretty good. Like I, I mean, it's powerful. They've they've definitely printed more powerful cards. That's for sure. But like, Jeweled Lotus is Jeweled Lotus. I bad? can play my I can play my four drop commander on turn one. I mean, I just think well, it treats get... that same play pattern as like a turn one soul ring where it speeds up the game. Like someone's going to get super far ahead when they play those cards. And now we have many more cards that push one person really far ahead on one really big turn. And do maybe it I don't early see in the Jeweled game. Lotus the same. Like Jeweled Lotus is not the same as soul ring to me. I think soul ring is infinitely better because Jeweled yeah, Lotus like is if a you burst were in black. Once. You could dark ritual. Like you can do similar things back in the day, but it's interesting. Like it like. Is the game actually faster though, right? Or did it just create like arch enemy or something? And we don't like this play pattern. Like, do you like? Well, like to me, faster means like I gotta play like two CMC or below, hold up removal. You know, like when you play CDH, right, it's a right. different thing, right? You can't just tap out and play like your stupid six drop, right? You gotta be like, I gotta hold interaction up. Like any turn, someone can win, so I need to be able to get ready to interact, right? And to me, that creates a different play pattern. Whereas, you know, when we play non-CDH, still just you like tap out turn four. Maybe someone yeah. wins, but I don't know, you still tap out, right? You still play your stuff, right? Like you don't play well, differently, like, you know, CDH scare, like, oh, it's turn two, you know, you gotta play a one drop, hold up the swords and have a force of will back up and you know, yeah. I'm ready to go, right? Like that's I mean, not how I, I don't feel like I'm playing modern, right? Like yeah, I don't I don't feel like, so, that, like right? so it's not at it's a more... level where it's unbearable yet. I think it's more subtle, but I think it's there. Like, I think the like the most concrete examples I can think of is, like, a few years ago, I'd play a lot of Gilded Lotuses because I'm going to, like, play my five-mana Gilded Lotus and then cast my big eight-mana thing. Now you don't... Or Explosive Vegetation would be another example. Like, now that's replaced by Arcane Signet. Now that's replaced by, you know, other two-mana ram spells. And, like, the end result is things are happening faster. And because things are happening faster, the games are going to end faster. So I feel like those are, like, I don't know. I think it's like pretty obvious examples of like how the like how the games just the play patterns are going to be sped up compared to where they were a few years ago because well, the cards that we have access to and the cards that we play are different. Guild of well, Lotus is well, already on its way out a long time ago. Regardless, I mean that was like right? a 2017. That was like a staple. That was like one of the most played mana rocks, and <laughs> uh, now it's like not really played yeah, at all. Maybe it shouldn't have been in 2017. Yeah, I don't know if it should have been in 2017. But it was. It was definitely like, playable. It yeah. was a card a lot of decks played back then, just by the like data on it. <laughs> yeah. But I want to be honest, I would play that today. Come on, Richard, you're playing Cartographer's Hawk, all right? I, I can't sink, I can't, come on, Richard, really? I can't sink five mana so, in this, like, a format where everything blows up an artifact and then some, right? Yeah, that's true, that's true. But, but what <laughs> right. I'm saying is, like, you can, and that you can is spend five mana but, and play something that doesn't impact the board. Like, I don't like when people say, mm. like, for four mana, you need to impact the board. Right, like well, oh, I don't yeah, think you sure. need to. You need to do something. You need to build your resources, draw cards. But like, I you mean, don't need to put a questing beast on the battlefield and hit someone. Right, like that's not. You know, we're not playing that kind of game. Right, like it's not. You know, so fast. It's like if you play CDH, yeah, well, you can't spend six mana and tap out and do nothing. I don't feel normal. Well, if EDH I spend is at that three level. plus mana in CDH, I win the game. Right, like well, it's ad nauseum okay. or or not. <laughs> I wanted to point out, though, when we're talking about is it getting faster, like we just started the the podcast saying objectively, like, yes, it is getting faster for us. So it gets faster for us for, what, three turns on average. Right. So w we're defining what's fast. We're talking about how, when uh, is the game, is, are our games ending faster? And the answer is, by that definition, yes, the games are getting faster. 
Um, and I, I think there's two, and also Richard, you brought up a good observation at the beginning. You're like, at the beginning, we had we had less ways of closing out the games. Yep. Now we close out the games far more efficiently. And I think that's the, the other part of the mana. Like we were just, we were, we were talking about, you know, uh, how quickly people are getting their stuff out with Dockside and, and Mana Crypt and stuff. The, the the problem is twofold, I think, or, or if you consider it as a problem. The reason why it's getting faster is twofold. First, people's mana acceleration is getting objectively much faster because we have more options to do so, and they're getting very popular. And second, what people are ramping into is also uh, more efficient at closing out games. So our, our fast mana is, is getting higher, and our our finishers that we're ramping into are getting more efficient. Like if you jeweled Lotus into I, I what was it your your horsemanship commander? <laughs> like oh oh like, uh, yeah like that like that's not uh, yeah okay you jeweled Lotus into your into your your commander and like that's really good if it sticks it, it did it but like that's not what people are generally going to be using jeweled Lotus for they're going to be like doing a, a, a jeweled Lotus into an Adeline on turn one and then smacking people for like commander lethal on turn three you know like the the, the finishers that people are actually running are much higher too alongside their better more efficient ramp and so the the problem the problem that i see in terms of pickup games is people will just randomly have these really crazy starts where they're going to ramp out their crazy threats and then those threats are so much better than they were before so they're going to close out the game so much faster and that's how i see uh, the average game going shorter is like somebody will just have the nuts more and more often because you know fast manner is a bigger thing they'll drop a threat that is actually going to win the game as opposed to a decade ago and and then you're just like all right we lose on turn five gg nobody had had the stop or somebody had the stop but there was a fierce guardianship so gg um and then you shuffle up again and i don't think those play experiences are are for me at least not interesting and i don't like those and i think those happen in pickup games more and more often now like it just happens more i i think that's the problem with modern magic right the snowball aspect but i would say that I don't know if the games end faster. Like to me, it's like you compare, like say, Nefalia Drownyard Control versus Grave Titan Control, right? Like effectively, by turn six, the control player has won if they're still alive. Except one person needed a Drownyard, and it takes another twenty minutes to kill you, and then the other person attacked you twice with the Grave Titan and finished the game, right? Like so, yes, like the game is technically faster, but it doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel to the point where you're like, oh, I can't play any creatures or mid-range threats or anything. Like, everything needs to be a combo, and I gotta be able to one-shot everyone. Like, see, I, I don't... Do you, like, do you actually feel that's the case? Like, how is a typical game actually playing out? Because, like, yeah, you get the Adeline down, and then now three players are trying to swords it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, like, you're actually going But now going Adeline has false right? maneuver, and it has, like... Well, if you have swords, then you can still exile it. But, like, you still have more efficient backup to protect the Adeline and stuff like that. Yeah. And if Adeline's, like, you know, playing, like, an Adeline deck, equally, it's taxing you. Well, everyone else has their fierce guardianship. Everyone else has their own yeah. soul ring. You know what I mean? Like, it's just but, accelerated, but then you guys just fight and, like, I, but I end think, up deadlocked again, the, right? The main thing to take, I, I like, to think about is... So yes, we know that everything has gotten faster, but is that necessarily like a bad thing? Like, is it, are we not enjoying that? Because right? like, I don't think it's been a bad thing at all. Like all these things that you've mentioned, am I still enjoying Commander even though it's a few turns faster? 
right? And and I I think like I'm enjoying it more. The games are shortened, but the games are a lot more intense. There's a lot more fun things happening, a lot more eventful things. Sorry, uh, eventful things are happening within a game as opposed to like. Like, you know, just, oh, well, we're kind of stuck staring at each other drawing lands, right? Like, now, like, commanders are efficient. Cards are actually closing games. That's cool, right? And and I, even even Dirtle decks have good ways to now close the game or at least get the table to concede, right? So, like, this this is, I think, overall, the, the experience of commanders speeding up has been a positive. So I've enjoyed this a lot more. Right, like is that, is, isn't that because like I think that's the better thing to like look at here, right? Because yeah, if it's more enjoyable, that's the bottom line. Like if it's fast or slow, that doesn't really matter as long as yeah. you're enjoying it. And if right. you're still if you're enjoying it more, then that's good. Like then that means speeding it up is good. So, so are I've we enjoying it more engaged. What's the consensus? Yeah, like are we enjoying it more? <laughs> I don't know why as everyone stances on that. What's everybody saying? This? So I think I, I guess think the question is why your game's ending sooner for me. Like if it's like, hey, we each played a really fun game that everyone enjoyed, but the game ended two or three turns sooner. That's great. Like that's actually probably way better because I would much rather have my commander games be, you know, an hour rather than three hours. So like that's a good thing. But if the games on average are ending sooner because one person had the soul ring mana crypt mana vault play my commander win on turn four if that's what's bringing the average down those games i really dislike those are my least favorite parts of commander so if that's what's bringing the average down then i think that's actually i'm having those experiences more often and that would be making the format less fun for me compared to where it was but i think i that is what i would (laughs) i like words out of my mouth like it's (laughs) The amount of non-games where one person gets to go off and nobody else gets to do their thing is drastically higher in my experiences in pickup games. Not in Commander Clash, obviously, non-curated tables, but at pickup games, like, that is what's happening. And, like, my ideal Commander game is, like, everybody gets to do their thing and then the game ends. And if the game ends on turn 8 rather than turn 11, but everybody got a chance to do something, that's great. But if it's, like, the game ended on turn 5, everybody tried their best to stop the person who popped off super hard because they had the net draw and then you shuffle up and then you go again and somebody else has a net draw and they pop off and you just like try to try to stop that thing and hopefully you do or else you know you have to shuffle up again like I don't those games are very unappealing to me and they happen more frequently because of the powering up of the format I mean the the things that are, are making the game like speed up were always here they, and and like the things that only are plentiful now are just things that they speed into, right? Well, I, no, I feel because like I like Tuvasa, like, like they print an enchantress Tuvasa, and it draws one card per turn, and it's three mana. And then they print Sithis, which is just two mana, and has no no uh, cap onto the enchantress, so it's even harder to remove because you kill it once, you just cast it for four. Like that's the problem. Like they keep making more and more efficient creatures that are harder to to end. The finishers get better. And like that's that's my issue. It's like Wizards of the Coast is printing stuff that is just more and more powerful. Like, yeah, we had powerful stuff before, but like, well, because I think the things that have made non-games and like obviously my experience are very much so anecdotal uh, and not backed by numbers because it's like whatever my typical like in, uh, like encounters are right. So my typical encounters have been the only time anything goes wrong is when someone's loaded up with fast mana. So. And, like, it's never been the threats they've printed. It's never, like, outside of Dockside. Dockside has been the only thing that's been miserable for me. So, I I don't know. I feel like it's just the, the things that have made the games non-games have always been here. So, I don't think anything's really changed in that. 
I, I think so. it's like power discrepancy. Power discrepancy is the most unfun thing that can happen. And right. they've printed so many powerful cards that maybe people can't gauge their power anymore. And power discrepancy is very easy to, you know, stumble upon, right? Because, like, yeah, right? Like, if, if someone's popping off with mana rocks and, like, you have nothing to interact with, you're dead, right? Yeah, that's, that's how it is, right? But, you know, you don't show up to a play group with, like, 20 turn one mana rocks and say you're a five, right? Like, you shouldn't do that either, right? So maybe it's, like, something to do with power discrepancy, but, like, I still, like, I just can't imagine this typical group. Like, if you're playing with this kind of speed, and even if you're just playing, like, the staples, right? Like, if you're playing Dockside, you're playing Smothering Ties, your deck is, like, $1,000 plus, right? Like, your deck is, like, super expensive. Like, I can't imagine this is a typical, you know, experience. Like, everyone's just, like, whipping out $1,000 decks and, like, yeah, you know, I Dockside you and then I, I Gaia's Cradle you to death. Like, is that really what's happening? I mean, is that why I think it's upset? very casual. I I think it's worth mentioning that, like, a lot of those cards were recently in pre-cons. Like, a lot of these cards were talking about the free commander cards, Dockside Extortionist, Smothering Tithe. Like, you could, they're, which are geared for, like, new casual players. So even though they're really expensive now, I think a lot of people have those cards because they bought a Brawl deck or they bought the pre-con that's been marketed to them as a new player. So I think even though they cost a lot now, a lot of people have access to those cards because of how they were printed. It's also, you have to look at, like, our best estimate on what people are bringing at local playgroups is EDH rec. It's obviously not the best overall. These are people who are at least are online and they're posting their deck list online. Not all commander players are going to be doing that. But like, I think I think people who go to LGS are probably you know internet sat like internety enough to uh, uh, be using EDH rec as well. Um, the top commanders: Atraxa, Kenrith, Korvold, Yuriko. Edgar Markov, uh, these are the most popular ones from the past two years. Like, if somebody just plays a Eureka deck that is like Ninja Tribal, especially with Kamigawa coming out and all these new ninja stuff, they're going to wreck the faces of somebody who's not at the same, like, you say, I'm a mid-power Eureka deck, I'm a casual deck, you know, it's it's Ninja Tribal, you know, I'm not I'm not doing like Vamp Tutor, uh, some, some nine drop or something on top of my library or anything. But you're still just gonna wreck face. Corvold, I'm a I'm a food deck, or I I'm just a Jun good stuff. But like you're gonna wreck face. And these are the most popular commanders. But, but let's right say they're now. all together. So the like whatever your power level is, like you choose 20, yeah. 22 same power level decks, and they all play together. Yep. Do we like that gameplay? Or are we still like, nah, you know, it's still snowbally and whoever draws a soul ring wins, or it's like no, I, you know, I you, don't like that gameplay. When you power it up, it's like fine, right? And you know, the gameplay experience is still good. I, I, would, I would lean towards no, because then you're still, I think you're going to have what Tomer and I were talking about earlier, where you sure, like, everyone is, like, playing equally powerful commanders, but the play pattern is going to be one person has, like, the nut drawn, runs away with the game, and everyone tries to stop them, and then the next person, like, uh, they're all just so powered up and have the potential to just win the game almost immediately that odds are someone's going to do that. And sure, sometimes no one will have the nut draw and you'll have a really good game. But then a lot of times you're going to have someone that just has like that start because Corvald and Eureka and Edgar are all just like such push commanders. It sounds like CDH, honestly, like there there are people who legitimately love that. They want to have the most powerful cards and they want to pop off the most and they're okay with like you know every single person at the table basically one person's allowed to pop off somebody has a nut draw somebody goes crazy he's not that person's not stopped and then you shuffle up and you go again 
And like that, I mean, I've watched a lot of CDH. Like one of my favorite stuff to have in the background is CDH. So like I watch a lot of play to win. I watch a lot of playing with power. And yeah, they have like turn three, maybe even turn six games. But it's like the odds of the person who goes first and puts a gemstone cavern on turn zero as a pre-game action and has the crypt and everything and drops like a turn one Rhystic study and, and you know, goes goes nutso uh, is the one who's going to be having all the fun. You I, know? I, that's expectation, and, though. Like, this is a big expectation thing. I played a lot of CDH, and it's the same as standard, right? Not everyone takes the tier one deck and grinds with it, mm-hmm. right? Like, the only difference yep. is when you play standard, you know the other person has a good deck, right? And if you play some garbage card and you lose because they played a tier one epiphany deck, you're not going to be salty. You might be a little salty, but you're not really that salty because you're having fun playing your weird cards. Same with CDH, right? You walk in... And you play some garbage Rogak deck or whatever, you know what everyone's bringing. <laughs> and when someone thoracles you, you, like you're like, it's expected, right? So when yeah. someone does it, it's expected, and you're not salty. You move on. When you play casual, you're expecting everyone yeah. to have a good time, right? And you walk in, and someone Gaia cradles you on turn one. You're like WTF, and you flip the table and walk away, right? So I think it's. It's something to do with like that expectation or like how easy it is to accidentally break the expectation, right? Like you play a dock side, you're like, oh, it's a pre-con card. It's fair and balanced, right? Everyone else is like, have you never cast this card? Like, do you think two mana, you know, two mana make 30 mana seems fairly reasonable, right? And then the feel bads, right? So this somehow comes back to power level discussion, right? I think as opposed to too fast and slow. It's an expectations, Legit, that's yeah. it. It's not even like like that's what I mean, right? As long as you know you're not playing CDH, you're not playing a pre-con. I think anything in between, as long as you expect that, can you? I, I would never be upset if I just but showed the, up and played my janky card. I don't. I think the expectation is you get to play your janky card, and if you can't play yes. your janky card, <laughs> then but, you get. But upset, I'm playing. Right? I'm playing a janky deck, right, or a janky card. And it, and I should fully be ready to know that like I may not get to do that, or I, as soon as I do it, someone may just instant swat it down, or it, or it just doesn't matter, or it's a non-factor, and and I think that's okay. I don't know. Like I think you want to actually be able to do like what your deck's trying to do. Like that's I think that's what makes the format fun for most people. Like I don't know if what you just like are you sure? get snowballed by a Corvald or snowballed by a Eureka and don't actually do anything meaningful, like. It doesn't really matter if your deck's high-powered or low-powered. The problem is that someone has this busted cards wizard printed that, like, just uh, dominates the entire game. Like, I, I think that's the problem. Regardless of what your expectation is, the problem is Carvold or Eureka or, you know, Doxide Extortionist or whatever. All right, here, here's the question. Think- you're, you're, you're stuck in a stranded island with another thousand <laughs> EH players, and you had to choose one year of Magic. And you play that year, like, pass. So do you want to play 2021 Commander card pool, or do you want to play 2018 Commander card pool? Random pick up games. Only 2018. What about, like, 2015? Okay, 2015. Okay, 2015. That didn't even exist, did it? 2015, 2018, 2022. Like, which era... Wait, Commander choose? started in 2011, Richard, by the way. Oh, okay. Just, just My bad. Out. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Which era of card pool would you like Current. to play with? Random pickup games. I want to I want to play the the print the perma- uh, commander precons once a year era like what's that 2013 through 2016 17 okay, somewhere so in there like so wizards is prior, doing something yeah. with the format but they're not doing something you know every month with the format 
2022 that, be because you era. get the best hate cards. <laughs> I think like yours opposition think, agent. Like, yeah, yeah, opposition, opposition agent, agent didn't exist. Honest magistrate. What, 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 you know, like you, you get all the the good hate cards to then stop all the people who are trying to pop off. See, right. I never Tomer, pop which, off. Which I just make sure you don't pop off. It would be like it would be like 2015, like Seth. Like I think I think my my major gripe again. Uh, I I have no no shade to CEDH. It's just not it's not for me. And I do watch it a lot. I consume a lot of CEDH content, obviously. Um, but like I I preferred the time in pickup games where. I had more leeway on not bringing staples to to decks, and uh, I would be matched up with with decks that I, I had more chances to interact with and, and and have a have a game where everybody gets to pop off. Whereas nowadays, I I genuinely feel like if I'm in a pickup game, it's usually going to, there's going to be games where everybody gets a chance to to do their thing, and that's what I enjoy. That's that's experience I, I look out for. But a lot of those games, a higher percentage that I and that I would would like is 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 games where one person gets to pop off and everybody else just you know just shuffles up afterwards and then you just rinse and repeat. I think you um, can still enter without staples. Richard enters but, without uh, staples every week and beats us. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I choose twenty twenty two because the staples allow me to play fledging osprey. Right, like Ooh, I'm, so I'm allowed to play white. You're arguing in the other direction. No, 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 these yeah, powerful like, cards allow you to play Tosky. your Dirtles. Like, like the Toski allows me to play the Fledging Osprey, right? Without the Toski, weakest argument. I cannot I, play it, right? I can't play white. Absolutely weakest card. I kind of like play white in 2015, right? Go play white in 2015. I will. It's like horrendous. I mean, right? Give yeah, me a time it, machine. <laughs> also, Seth, how can you say that MDFCs are current year? That leads to power creep. There, there are things that I, I mean, there's things that I like, but I just think that was my favorite era of Commander. Like that was I, before, I, yeah. But think about think also, about current pool of Magic and the power level and power creep. We at all points of the game now have some form of something to do between I mean, MDFCs, uh, all this stuff. That's what I've always wanted for Magic, right? Like that's what I loved about it. And in in theory, I liked Companion because of that in 60-card formats. Of course, Companions were uh, definitely a mistake on the game. But the thing here is I I love now that in 2022 Magic, there is something for us to do at all points. At any point, we can have a comeback card, just a card to come back. I love that. I also <sighs> love the hate cards that come with it. I love all, so much of current Magic outside of, like, Veil of Summer and, 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 and like whatnot. Like I even love Oko. I think Oko's like great. I mean, I, I love it in in playgroups that already have their expectation sets. I love it in Commander Clash. I would I much prefer this card pool Commander Clash than when we started in 2016. And I much prefer streams and and quickies and all that stuff. This card pool rather than 2016. But when it comes to pickup games. The hundred percent going back. Take me back. <laughs> why? But why, right? Because like now, let's say you go into a pickup game, somebody kind of runs away with something, right? At the beginning, you now have something equally powerful in or spread across through multiple colors. Like if much I like got Richard, lucky to have it in my opener, well, sure. They also had to get lucky, right? Now, if if they're but, obviously consistent with like twenty five, like you know, Chrome mocks, every mocks, Grim Monolith. I don't think they're a casual deck. I think they know what they're doing. So like much like Richard just mentioned, right? Like. Play white in 2015 or play white now. At, at There's so many good things in white now that didn't have then. And that's courtesy of all the sweet new faster, more power crep things. So 
Power creep isn't bad unless it goes too far. It, it, so right now, I don't think it's gone too far. I think the natural pickup game, there's a lot of stuff that can get you back in the game, that can answer things on the board, that can also make it so that randomly the person that seemed super far ahead is now just a non-factor because your card's just better. I feel like this same issue that I have with modern or like current commander is it's throughout all the formats of magic, like which also to for me, like confirms that it's mostly a card design thing because it's that same like snowball-y one person has the nut draw, you know, it's really a non-game, like nothing, nothing you do is actually meaningful and then you do it again. Like, I feel like we see that same thing being a big criticism of standard over the last couple of years or modern at various points over the past couple of years. Uh, so I don't, I like yeah, the same thing in modern. Like I would rather play against the, like, oh, I'm going to try to ground yard you out or I'm going to Sphinx's revelation. And that's my finisher. Then they're like, oh, I stick it to fairy and tuck it, tuck it, tuck it. Like, so for me, that's, I don't know. I, I think, think that snowball snowball cards are fine in commander. <laughs> I think I think in sixty card formats, snowball cards like Ragavan are more problematic there because the differences between a sixty card uh, format and a hundred card is that in sixty card, any one card should win it will win you the game, right? And and that's kind of absurd. I'd like like in one v one, I kind of want us to do this clash back and forth. But in a multiplayer game, you're up against three others. So I'm okay with there being snowball-y cards there because it's not just me that has to deal with it. And then also I can now play a snowball-y card and the table does the whole thing and we do this dance. So I think snowball cards aren't actually that bad in Commander. I think it's they also, work best there. I also think it's it's definitely budget it aggravates the issue a lot. Like if we're talking like running these cards, everybody has access to these cards. Everybody has a chance to shut everybody down. Well... If you want to run Fierce Guardianship and your table isn't proxy friendly, and again, I'm very proxy friendly, just throwing it out there, but like hyper Fierce, Guardianship, Fierce Guardianship is $50. If you want to buy an uh, official copy of it, just because Will, $19. Jeweled Lotus, $92. Dockside, $70. So like if you're not running proxies and you want to you want to keep up with the 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 average table these days. It, it seems like you need to spend a lot of money and that that also bothers me a lot because it means that people who are on budgets and and you know has a play group that is a jerk and doesn't allow proxies uh if this is what the average play group is bringing now to the table and this could be it, your experiences can vary this is my anecdotal experiences like playing on mtgo or, or random pickup games when in the before times when we had lgs the people are running these cards um, in like a random in a random table, um, and you're at a disadvantage if you don't have them. And then not only like is the money thing, but it's also the fact that like you now in your 99 card deck you have to you have to make room for these cards um, if you want to play at tables where people are running these cards. Right? Like there's no there's no equivalent to Dockside. There's no equivalent to Jewel Lotus. Like. Uh, fierce guardians should like what you're gonna run to hit harder, so they power creep the uncommons, Tomer. <sighs> you know how now we get like uncommons that used to be rares. <laughs> Eventually, and they'll, with, only, they'll <laughs> only be ten dollars. With they'll enough only power be ten dollars, we can get the uncommon card draw. Yeah. So, so that's, only fifteen dollar answers to the that snowball format. point is kind of interesting, right? Like if you're a modern, a modern modern player, so a modern player in 2022, you're used to this snowball like crazy thing. Right. And you, you play like very aggressive cards, you snowball, but now you can't play modern anywhere. Wizards is like kind of throwing it aside. Commander's a thing. You all play commander now. Like 
do you attribute the fact that there's this huge influx of spiky players that just because they can't play tournament magic anywhere, right? Now they're playing commander and they bring with them their spike aspects and they're fine getting snowballed to death. And, you know, that's why they, they don't see it as an issue. Maybe and... that's me. Maybe that's just me. Like, I, I'm okay with all of this, right? Yeah. I mean, but, like, do you think them. that's a general thing or like, no, nah, like this is not related to it at all? Because the, the death of them. standard does coincide with the rise of commander, right? I mean, I, th- I, think, I, I think it's good for them. Like, like you can if you find a play group that is high power, then that's amazing because everybody wants to play a high powered game, right? I, I mean, I think if you're someone who has never really played Commander before and is coming to the uh, to the Commander format from Modern or Legacy, you're gonna play it differently i know i did like because that's exactly how i came to commander was from playing modern and playing standard and then we're like hey let's do this commander clash thing and i played a ton of tutors in my deck and if you look at my early decks like i was building them in a way that i would build a you know a modern deck or whatever so i think there is like some amount of influence there but i think any idea that like it's you know all these people joining commander that's like a negative to the format or whatever like i think that's definitely like not true but i do think that you're going to have a different perspective if you're joining commander for the first time from being like a legacy or modern player then if you're someone who goes from like kitchen a kitchen table casual play to commander like if that was your progression you're going to view the format a lot differently than if you're coming from the tournament scene to commander i think i'm gonna go here do you think CDH affects this in any way? Like, so if you take, say, Magic, competitive Magic, right? Whoever wins the Pro Tour, you can guarantee in the next five minutes, everyone on Ladder and Moto and Arena are playing that deck, and that deck just overwhelms the metagame, right? So if people see CDH decks and they're like, ah, you know, look what these people run, and like, I'll just put some components into my casual deck, but I'm still casual. Don't worry. Like, do you think that has anything to do with it or no, that's just a scapegoat again? I, I'm going to say no for this reason. And I think the reason is like the Thassa's Oracle demonic consultation combo is like one of the biggest things in CDH from what I know. I'm not a huge expert. But that's not something that, if you look at the data, is heavily played in casual decks, like on EDH Rec or whatever. That's just not something people are playing. And both of the pieces are pretty inexpensive. You could slot it into literally any deck that has blue and black mana in it, and it's going to make your deck better. And people are choosing not to. So I think that's more of like a scapegoat than a reality, because I think if it was happening, we'd see like tons of people playing, you know, the Thoracle combo in their casual decks. I think... I think it's also, I, I think like people always, always, like I look at Twitter every once in a while and that's a mistake, number one. But <laughs> wow. when I do, sorry, it's Twitter usually fans. like, it's, I'm sorry. Doom scrolling, huh, my, Tomer? My, my feed is just awful, all right? <laughs> Bad mental health choice. You mean the one um, you curated but, personally? <laughs> no, so I have a lot of, I have, I'm trying to follow as many handmade dice and keyboard enthusiast accounts, and those are fantastic. But you know what Twitter likes to throw at me? They like to throw MTG drama. Uh, and that's a different that's beast. True. That's a different thing. So that, like, I have, like, literally, like, a hundred and something keyboard, mech keyboard enthusiasts in, in handmade dice things. And they're not showing me those posts. They're showing me, you know, which 
content creator did an oopsie this time or like why why everything sucks and and all that stuff and it's like oof great uh that's what i want to do on my break um, anyway too fast. But, the, <laughs> but, but the question the, the answer was that like people were like complaining a lot about oh all the issues about commander are actually the content creators yeah i think you're they're putting way too much uh stock into any content creator honestly for for commander like again cdh they're they are very like proxy friendly they do not want to do pub stomp they make like a very distinct category where like they're not going to bring high power decks so like a random casual pickup games like that's a huge no-no um they play thoracle and whatnot to an extent um and that doesn't bleed over like sure i think over time a format gets solved that's a natural progression and more and more people are going to slowly power up their decks and they're going to find cdh more enticing but i'm going to be like 100 percent honest i don't think commander's ever going to be a, a situation where cdh is a very significant part of the community they're always going to be a part of the community and i love watching them and whatnot but it's the, the the desire for commander like being sold and everything and being played is a casual majority and i don't see that ever changing because there's just more casuals but there's right? a disconnect there um, right like we're saying casuals are powering up too fast right they're like jewel lotus into finisher well, but then they're like they they, they draw the line the there. they don't want to cross into cdh right like shouldn't well, it naturally just go into cdh then no, because the Thoracol, you look at the Thoracol, and it's not that impressive if you read it by itself. And there's like the Tainted Pact or whatever is what makes it bonkers. But neither of those are super enticing. You know what's super enticing is when you open up your Commander Legends booster box and you see a Jeweled Lotus. And you're like, holy, I know the word Jeweled and Lotus. And I know this is good. And it's fancy. And look at that art. It's pretty. I'm going to shove it into my deck. Why wouldn't I? Uh, or, oh, Jessica's well. You cast it one time, and you're like, holy moly, this is very obviously good. Or you cast a Dockside that's in your pre-con, and you're like, oh my god, I made 50 artifacts for existing for two mana. Like, these are cards that, like, are flashy and easily understood, whereas Thorkel, you know, like, one obscure card from Ice Age, plus this card with, like, a, a... 10 paragraphs of text that says you win the game at the very bottom like there's a difference right yeah i think i think that's a wizard of the coast thing wizard of the coast wants to sell products i don't think like theros beyond death was was selling all the booster boxes because people want to get their hands on thassa's oracle that's my spiel all right what's the answer What's the answer? You, 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 you somehow are promoted to head of commander committee or something at, at Wizards of the Coast. What is your operative? How do we fix this? Or how do we make it more fun? Or how do we, I don't know, you know, whatever. I'm, okay, you reduce so, consistency. Oh, ahead, you reduce hmm. the consistency in all the decks. How do you do so that, you, though? 200 card e format. Easy. <laughs> oh, you, we did it. <laughs> Everyone plays battle. Uh, Two hundred fifty cards, and now <laughs> every it, uh, honestly, Wait, how, how you, many cards do you need for battle wits? Whatever that 200, one is. Two hundred. So you battle. you give like plus fifty on top of it. You should be fine. No, yes. no. Okay. So like, what I think here is you can reduce consistency by uh, a making more things that hate tutors, uh, and then also on top of that, you know, like legit, if you you can, like the hate cards have made it so these decks can't pop up as easy right they have to jump through more hoops 
I love that. Drawn that up magic string. That does nothing to stop the like turn one mana crypts though. Like that does nothing sure. to do. Turn you make one, more null rods. You make one sided null rods on Karn. Like how Karn Free game action null rod. I honestly, I, you uh, you can attach more things, right? Because like things are getting more powerful. So why not? Like you have collector oof. Like the eminence, our opponents can't search their libraries. But that, perfect. But, so okay, but the thing is like. Most players would hate that. Like, that works for CDH level play, but for the, like, if the goal is you have four players that each do their thing, being like, hey, player, none of your artifacts work, or hey, player, you can't rampant growth, like, that's not achieving that goal for, like, the typical casual player. So I I, I think it would work for you, Krim, <laughs> but I don't know if that would work for the metagame. It's puzzle solving. It's puzzle solving, right? Like, it would work for me, piece. too, but I think for, like, the average commander player, I don't know if they would get behind that. Like, what I was going to say is I feel like Wizards is already doing this because a lot of the things we've been talking about, they have kind of like admitted as mistakes. If you watch like Gavin's YouTube, like Eurekos and Corvalds and uh, Jewel Lotus even has come up in some of the conversations. So some of these things that we've been dockside like are things that Wizards themselves are saying like, OK, we went too far with this. The challenge is like what wins out in the end like wizards desire to sell packs or their desire to like make commander a healthy format so i i think the good news is wizard knows and i think the answer is like you stop printing those types of cards like not that you stop printing new cards for commander but you stop printing like the dockside extortionists and the corvalds and the eurekos because those cards just like promote a play style of commander that most people don't enjoy what why why are we not like i'm being serious here why do we genuinely not just make more things that let's say punish additional mana production things like more uh uh, uh damping spheres just like make more things it's like that negative to gaming experience <laughs> because so, yeah, like, people don't like but, it but why you basically is that said you 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 do not have fun when you don't get to do your thing right, right. in one context we talked about someone won the game too fast right they snowballed out of control but another right. way you cannot do your thing is someone slaps down a hate piece and then you can't do your thing either. Right? Turn off so, your entire deck. Well, yeah. it, it causes the right? same. Like, <laughs> like it, it made the person who slapped on the hate piece play the game, right? Slap the other person. But, the, but the how, that, it, it, if you're popping off and you're able to win super quick, are, are you really surprised that someone would build a hate, pe- a hate yeah. deck? Or, like, yes. are you. Why would you be surprised? Why would you be upset about because that? Because you're trying to rationalize human behavior. Right? People not liking like MLD and, and resource denial and stuff that stops them from playing Magic is not a new thing. People have been complaining about it since like 1995. Like this is just how people think. It's not, is it rational? You could say like, look, this is healthy for the format. P- uh, the speed is going too fast. This is one way of achieving it. But people are not going to enjoy it. Like that's, that's just how it is. Yeah, I, I think you, you can't right. rationalize like, I think it. This can never be fixed. I think it's only a problem today is because we have so many EDH players, right? And we have, you know, social media to hear everyone's voices. But I think, like, there is no way for everyone to pop off at the table, right? And everyone Someone's is just trying lose. to make themselves pop ah. off, right? And then that right. is at the detriment of the other three players. And then, you know, that's it, right? Like, it is very hard for you to pop off but like not win the game and then be happy. You know what I mean? You know, like how yeah. do you pop off with a jewel lotus and the- not yeah. 
like not win the game right you ban it <laughs> that but like when i'm playing on stream like every like almost every single game has people everybody popping off and doing something all the quickies like it's not like I'm, I'm recording like 50 quickie games and then choosing the one where everybody got a chance to do something it's just like that's like if, if everybody comes in with the right expectations and like those fast mana stuff is gone and you know like you all moderate your deck because you all go in with the same knowledge then there's no problem whatsoever. Like you, you just like the rule zero is working. But like if if, if it's you, like pickup games, like you're not gonna get it that much. You're you gonna get it sometimes. Like, like, what does that mean? Like, so it means you like so storm off, but then someone like flusters storms your grape shot, and then you're satisfied because you popped off, but you somehow didn't win. Like what does it mean exactly for a normal pod to pop off but not win? Like you like, have to play creatures and attack. Like the Richard pop off. Yeah, you're you play an Ur Dragon Dragon Tribal deck. You played a bunch of creatures. You blew up a bunch of stuff. You you stole everybody's artifacts with a uh, like mana rocks with Nuvara Hellkite, and then you got shut down. But you didn't win the game, and people are allowed to uh, recover. Okay, so you took in-game action. Your Rico just like and they didn't yeah. win. But with a jeweled lotus pop off. You're not doing any action, and you're dying. That's the difference. Because right? you just die. Yeah. The concern yeah. is non-games, right? Non-games. But. I mean, like, I, I still just don't, like, I, I, I fully am for this. If somebody doesn't know and they just pick up their deck and they're like, you know what? Rule zero, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, I, I know I'm not CDH and I know I'm not a, I'm better than a, a starter deck. I'm going in there. And, you know, I, I, and I get, I, I get shut down by a bunch of hate pieces. I, I think that's fun. I think it's fine. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I think that's, that's the unique. problem that, I have. That's like, that's How a Krim is that, specialty. That, why is that Krim unique? is a very happy person right not the the average person is not like that right you know that's I mean? also cd nobody will bat an eye if you do that in cdh by the way too but, like but having can... hate pieces i think there's a misconception too that's also getting furthered is that hate pieces are cdh that's not cdh like cdh is very different let, right? let me tell you, like, cdh players sure. get salty when you stack them too okay like let's not <laughs> yeah. let's not well, pretend also, also cdh players are salty about thoracle and will refuse to play it and they'll play other things even though thoracle is the best thing to do so if you're trying to be the make the most powerful deck and that's like the interesting thing about cdh that's just the all, misconception like a random you're not trying to play the most powerful deck you just i know you just, they're not you just know uh, those are the rules and you're not shocked yeah when someone does that right and everyone yeah. brings their garbage jank thinking they can out metagame the thoracle right so um, we have no solutions uh, so our solutions have, is to man. roll back commander five years uh, yes. <laughs> how does wizard sell cards though if you keep printing like boring my cards? solution is ban it my, my solution, solution is ban is it you, could, you could go eight cards you could go to standard route where you you allow degenerate cards or like broken cards to be printed and then in two years you ban them <laughs> Ooh. I mean, like, that's enough fun. We've sold our packs. Wow. Okay, how about this? I want Commander Legends cards. 2 comes better, out. What is the chase answers. card that you want to see at the better appropriate answers. power level? Better answers. Five color angel. Five color angel that does something super, super angel-y. And that's like every standard set. Okay, next. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about you better answers? answers? Like that. That's too specific. You can right? sell, you, yeah, you, you sell know, a five-color with... mythic angel that's like all angels. Freaking, uh, you attack with an angel. You put an angel on the battlefield, tapping, like and it's indestructible and lifelink. <laughs> no, but that's I, eminence, right? I mean, they you could trick casuals to make it look like a powerful card, but it's actually not. That's the thing. You trick them. I mean, it, bamboozle. I think there's also like enough expensive commander cards now that they could just sell the set with reprints. <laughs> like you put the mana crypts and the vampiric tutors and so forth. Like 
Do you even need a Jeweled Lotus to sell Commander Legends? Like, there's a bunch of $100 Commander Stable reprints that you could put in that slot and probably sell it just as well. So I don't even know if you need to, like, have the Jeweled Lotus in the set. Well, silver bordered, throw in some fetches and shock strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Vamp Tutor was a big selling point on, on Commander Legends. What? How much was Vamp Tutor before it got print, reprinted? Mm. It was, like, something like it was, 90 I think something? It was, was it, like, 100? I think it was close to 100. Yeah. Although it's last printed visions now. or something, though. Was that was not the latest reprint? No, no there was an Eternal Masters. Masters. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. It was, a, it was 100 and 130. 40 basically 35 before it was reprinted in commander legends yeah and then they printed it at a mythic so it's not gonna like tank this the thing or anything but like yeah that that sold packs i think yeah all right i I agree with i agree with that 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 proposal is you just pump out you pump out like the the freaking reprints and then uh, october is like like angel seth is like throwing reprints crim (laughs) what's your call (laughs) better answers See, not hate cards. Better answers. How about that? So, so like, a, like a, a, a fatal push that kill, like exiles any creature or something. Right. Like, like make it. Give us a good. I don't know. Fatal push adjacent card, but for commander, give us more. Just more answers, right? If you don't want stacks pieces, give us better answers. So to deal with the situation, or your opponent can only have like make X amount of mana this turn. Or, you know, like some kind of, so this way, like infinite storm off decks can't cast more than like, like more Eidolon or Rhetorics or something. I don't know. Answers. Just answers. Better answers. Fluster storms, things like that. I, I want answers. I don't care about win conditions. I don't care how you win. I want to answer. Like for me, fun in commander is solving the puzzle of how not to die. Not necessarily win, just how not to die. So that is the, so for those that like playing that play style, you give more answers and also better answers can go into multiple decks. So, if if you're if you're gonna make better threats, make better answers. You're gonna make better win conditions. You're gonna make more jeweled lotuses. Give us more answers to jeweled lotus effects. Soul ring that adds colored mana. No, that's on a list of the color of your commander identity. That's on a list of things we don't do. <laughs> like I don't like these staples that literally go. So we always do tier lists, right? And in the ideal world, every card is a C, meaning. It's like good if you stick it in something with synergies and you can't just slap it into a random deck and like, you know, it's like an S, right? So like, you know, Fierce Guardianship is an S. You play blue, you just like chuck it in, your deck is better. I dislike those cards. If you had to print them, print them at Uncommon, please, not Mythic. Uh, but I'd rather like weird angel thing that only angel decks play and it'll be really good. Uh, but every you other like deck my idea. would not want <laughs> <What>? it. <laughs> I, I was just teasing you, but you know, like like very specific cards. Like you know, this card is only good in mono white. Like maybe like War Room, right? Like it's really good in a specific type. Maybe questionably good, but like you can't just jam it in every deck. And I, I feel that's the problem with these staples. And these staples, because they go in every deck, become super expensive. And then you know, there's like all these feel bads with it. But that's the the more specific it is, the harder it is to sell it. Like, how many angel lovers are there versus how many red players are there for Dockside, right? Like, it's a lot harder to sell a mythic angel than it is to sell a Dockside, right? So I fully I mean, expect I, wizards not to do any of this and keep printing you, <laughs> universal You can literally just sell a product by doing reprints, right? Like, there's so many expensive cards, so you just reprint Dockside at, at mythic. I would much prefer just banning Dockside. But you, there's so many cards that but, you could just but, but like that, reprint. But at that this point. doesn't fix your issue that Dockside leads to unfun. Yeah, gameplay. just ban it. 
Well, yeah, I but, mean, okay, you so it, but you can't reprint it. Demonic Tutor. Uh, how many how many expensive commander staples are there that we consider decent in terms of like everybody can agree like yes, these are cool cards, Fierce but they're super expensive. You just hmm. <laughs> it is expensive. It's a cool card. Hmm. Okay, the Demonic Tutor, uh, the most played cards. Demonic Tutor, Chaos Warp, Brainstorm, Eternal Witness, uh, Lightning Greaves. You can do like crazy showcase frames for all of these. Blast and Sacked, Heroic yeah, Intervention. Secret Lair, $50 a card. Okay, next. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. But you, you can use the same tactic to sell any set. But this right? just makes any the format. If we're saying these, these cards lead to a Snowvolley format, making them more accessible just leads to higher variance games, right? At least now you can hope your opponent can't afford these cards and therefore they're not in your <laughs> pod, right? But now they'll well, be everywhere. I think, the, I think the most egregious one should just get banned. Like, I, goodbye, Dockside. Like, just, just do it. It's gone. That card, that card should go. That card should go. Hello. And then the ones that aren't egregious, you can do like super duper special showcase, ultra ah, we've rare. We've seen this in standard tomer. Once you get rid of the egregious ones, the next tier becomes the egregious ones, and you never end, and you make alchemy instead. But, the, but they're <laughs> less egregious. Like whatever the highest one is, like there's no equivalent to Sol Ring Mana Crypt. Like what you're gonna turn one? Like I, I had this conversation with uh, Jim from the Spike Feeders, and he's like, "Well, people who are running Sol Ring Mana Crypt, they'll just switch to green, and you can go turn one Wild Growth, but turn one." wild growth is you spend your entire turn casting a wild growth and now you have three mana on turn two whereas like sol ring or mana crypt you could go mana crypt cast my three drop next turn i could cast my four drop it's just like the, the 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 next tier of stuff is so much lower and easily like answered compared to the higher tier right it does solve it i think I mean, I, I think they should just kind of lean, like what Tomer said, in the direction of weird angels. Like, like in that, like, make vary the threats. If you're going to make more Commander Legends, at least in that set, because standard sets are already doing enough, right? We have standard Modern Horizons, but the next Commander, the inevitable Commander Legends too, just make very specific niche threats uh, that can only go in like one deck. So like, like Anawan is a good rogue commander, right? It, it's not like I'm playing Anawan in, in my blue black control deck. So just keep leaning in that direction, but make better answers at the same time to also help. Like the ideal commander legends is very, very niche threats, better answers and reprints. That would be the ki- ideal commander legend set for me. I like that. What if we have Eminence stacks? <laughs> just like a Thalia Eminence Commando. The game just starts. Everyone's like two mana it's behind. It's called Wash slowed Away. Down. You, you make more What's that Azorius one? What's that Azorius <laughs> one where it's like you can't make more mana than you have lands or something? Oh, Lavinia? Is that Eminence? Oh, well, I mean, like cards like, like things that can hate out Eminence would be fun. Uh, so if you're... They should do that just because if Eminence exists in your pod... You should hate out Eminence, right? Ha- have an answer for Eminence, essentially. Print something that gives an answer to Eminence. That's so specific, though. Who would run? I guess if you really hate Edgar, you'd be like, right? Like, like, gotcha. You want, like, how about that niche answer? Some of these cards that we now consider staple answers were very niche and random cards. Like, Fulminator Mage was trash when it got printed. I trash, I literally ripped those, threw it away. Modern made it good again, right? So, like, you kind of just. So a lot of the old hate cards that have existed that are existing now probably weren't that great initially. So you kind of just make more corner pocket hate cards like Eminence. You, 
I don't know. You, it's a plus 30 mana cost to Eminence. So you hate out Eminence. People don't like these cards, Chris. So, so as a total aside, remember Command cards. Fest? Uh, you know, we, we went to a Command Fest in, in Vegas, right? Where it's just all pickup groups and pods. And it's like a huge area of people playing Commander. People seem net happy there. <laughs> like, you know, it didn't look like people were having a miserable time. People were having a blast mm-hmm. playing like pickup commander pods right like maybe it's something to do with like not enough players at your lgs like you know you're not able to match up or maybe it's like maybe like webcam edh like you know people just get angrier over the internet right like maybe something like that or it's who you play with commander is at the end of the day yeah that was like that was was pre-doxide pre-smothering time pre-fierce yeah i think today there'll be like all brawls happening people are very upset have fun I, I don't want to be like doom and gloom. Like I'm no longer having fun. Like again, I I love playing Commander Clash. I love playing Commander with you guys. I love playing Commander on my streams that I do weekly. I don't think I, I can't remember a time that I had a negative play experience on the stream. Uh, the quickies that I'm doing again, everybody gets to pop off and have fun. It's experience that I I desire. So I'm still having so much fun playing Commander. It's just to, like pick the up pick games. Up, but the pickup is of how the majority about. of people play Commander, though. Right? Yeah. Like that's where all these it. like power level discussions and budget is because of the, the fabled pickup game. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says I my deck's a five, and then they go like turn one mana crypt into like Rhystic Study. You're go. It was like all right, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I guess that's it for us. Uh, we don't have a. Def- Def- well, I actually final, really like the final solution. verdict. I think is yeah. is just with everything going faster. Do we enjoy it? Like the cards that have have been made. Like the overall experience for Commander now in the year twenty twenty two. Are you happy? And I like so verdicts around the table. I think that'd be a good way to like close it. Yeah. Wait. I, thought I you mean, no. <laughs> I thought you're rolling back to twenty fifteen. I mean, I, we, that's what I was going to say. We kind of talked about this before. Like, it's not like I hate Commander. I still enjoy playing Commander, and I mostly play on Commander Clash. But is it as good as it was a few years ago, in my opinion? No. Okay. I would I would say no as well. But I'm still having the most fun ever. And the fact, I think any issue I have is completely negated when I'm playing with a regular group that everybody already has, like, a good expectation. Yeah, but we could play with want. rocks on the playground and be happy, Tomer. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, no, I would say I enjoyed it before. And Richard? I enjoyed 2022 more, although it does have some problems, right? But I think net overall, it's better than 2015. I love where we are as a format, and I love where it's going. I, I, I Obviously, there are there's always problems. There's rocky parts in love anyways along the way, and that's fully expected. Some of those problematic things and like in the relationship could be called maybe Dockside Extortionist. But, but the <laughs> thing here is, overall, <laughs> I think the, the format has moved in a direction. I've learned to love Commander even more than I did in 2015. Um, the, like, there's, there's so much now. And the fact that they've, like, I know that often people have just recently been like, ah, I hate Commander and Crim's just trying to troll and say the opposite. No, I genuinely love Commander in the direction and, and that it's going. And I think that it's a lot of, it's gotten better. 
it's got it's given me more answers, more versatility, more threats, more for every archetype I could ever play, and anyone could play. Uh, opposition agent. Opposition agent. It, like as long as I like. Uh, Opposition agent single-handedly makes me love new magic more than anything else. But, but legit, in all seriousness, outside of opposition agent, lots of things have made me very happy about Commander. There are some very dark spots and blemishes, but overall, very positive. So, uh, they can maneuver around some things, fix some things. But I, I think overall, I really enjoy where Commander's gone. Sweet. I guess that means we have an even split. So again, viewers, uh, should put a poll. Let us know. 2015 or 2022 magic. Sure. In the comments. Okay. Well, when this goes up uh, in the community tag, because we can't do a poll in the YouTube comment section. But if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, wherever, um, if you go to the our YouTube channel at MTG Goldfish Commander. Um, in the community tab, we'll we'll have a poll, and you can you can decide there. And also, let us know what what your uh, experiences is in, are in your regular play groups if you have those, and pickup games if you have those. Is that is it very different from something like what I uh, experience or describe? Like, you know, like it's all anecdotal here. Like the only thing that we have that's hard data is the fact that our games have been ending faster, right? Like, that's the only thing that is not uh, uh, subjective. Uh, that's the only thing. Everything else that we're talking about, um, about, like, just anecdotally, that's it can be different than your experiences. So let us know what, what you feel about that that whole stuff. And we promise we'll go to something that's less, less controversial uh, next week, probably something uh, about new cards that came out. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and that's it for everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, you can like and subscribe. Um, and also, you can go to our merch store that I forgot to mention, but mentioning it now. So if you want to support the show and, and want us to uh, expand the channel, you can support us by buying the, the merch, uh, the playmats, the deck sleeves, everything at the mggoldfishmerchstore.com. And, and yeah, that's it, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Bye.